0: welcome back to another episode of ben and eric's podcast this episode we are reviewing rrr and reservation dogs this is a podcast where two cousins review review a movie like a couple of armchair critics the twist is in the tv segment of the podcast eric has seen the whole series and ben has only seen the first two episodes that's how the tv section works there's a that's the basic concept of the show so let's get right into it how are you doing eric
1: i am well um i got a one on wordle today ben so <clears throat>
0: oh you did did you did my mom did you was my mom impressed
1: i've had many exchanges with your mom already this morning yeah we're in a group where we share our results so um
0: all my dad's also are, in that group
1: yes he is sorry all things are looking up today because of that that uh what was, the, what was the word? Okay, so this by come, the way, to, come out for, next week. For a retiree, um, this is like, this is a major event in my week, right? This is <laughs> yeah. like.
0: Yeah, your you starting know, word finally paid off.
1: Yeah, I'm planning the party for this afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Um, the word was audio, which is one of, my, one of the two start words that I used, and I uh, chose wisely today.
0: Yeah, great pick.
1: So, kind of lucky. I'm so, gonna,
0: I'll, be, I'll be sure to mention that to my
1: parents just I'm to sh- rile them up later. She knows. Your mom knows. <laughs> um, knows. So that's I, – I know you can't top that, but why don't you tell me what's going on with you, Ben? Uh, I went to the doctor today just to refill a prescription.
0: Uh, packing for college. I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, for I your haven't, sophomore year? For my sophomore year. Yeah, nice. I haven't touched a single thing of clothes. They're still all in my closet, so – That's going to be an adventure. Are they washed? Yes. Oh, good. And some of them are currently in the Mm wash. Most of them are clean, but I still haven't put them in any bags or anything. So that'll be an adventure for after I record this before I go to work later. And yeah. Oh, I played golf yesterday.
1: Oh, yeah. This is why I play team sports, Eric. I fucking suck at golf. You do. And it's really annoying. So you've been caddying for this whole summer. And was this how many times you played golf this summer? Twice. Okay. So I had I've had the opportunity
0: to play one of the best country clubs in Amer- in at least Pennsylvania, somewhat oh. in America. And um yeah, I didn't take that opportunity until yesterday at 4:30 mm. 4, in the afternoon. And I got there late. So um <laughs> yeah, I I I
1: tore up the course. Oh no.
0: No, I mean, I tore it up in a good way. Wait. No, I'm kidding. I, I yeah, mean, I'm trying you said to, you suck. I, so, yeah. jo- I
1: tried to land a joke. It didn't work. Whatever. Let's move on. That's okay. We'll, we'll cut this part out. Um, so did you play 18 or 9? Yeah, I played 18. It started getting dark,
0: um, but that didn't affect my game at all. It was as if I was hitting it blind. Um, I, I am, unironically, at 36 handicap. If, I think if I count the score up, it, I will need two strokes every hole to, to make par. Mm-hmm. at least i i I average it definitely at least
1: above a double bogey so so what is that a hundred and five a hundred what is what is your well score? the
0: course I played was a hundred pars or, or a seventy pars so it would be about a hundred and six okay I'd need, i need I, I shot about at least a hundred and six probably probably a fence post I probably shot one eleven gotcha um so yeah, not great
1: <laughs> all right, it's not your thing right now, but <clears throat> no that's why um, I play volleyball. Easier said than done, right? As a as a caddy, you can tell people what to do, but when oh you yeah, actually... I really know how to tell someone what to do. <laughs> ben, everyone that knows you is listening to this <laughs> podcast. You've never said anything more true than that in your yeah. life.
0: <laughs> I can't do it, but I know exactly what I should be doing, and that wasn't lost on me. I mean, I I know that I suck at golf, so like people will be like, "Do you play?" I'm like, uh. Eh. but That's... I do know, but I do give them the right advice.
1: Yes. That's good self-reflection. Thank you. That's very good for you.
0: I guide them on their journey through my course,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and um, they end up having a good time, but if I play that course, I end up sucking, because, I mean, that's what happens.
1: That's all right. That's not your thing right now, but uh, the good news about that sport is you can play for the next 60, 70 years, and you can improve, so... Good. Yeah, these guys are old, man. Some of these guys are categorized.
0: I know. Wow. They're like my age, right? Yeah. Well, they're a lot older
1: than that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. All right. Let's get into let's,
0: it. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, let's start out with RRR. Listed this, this is a uh this is a Indian movie. So this is mm-hmm. a foreign uh a foreign film. It is um it is on Netflix and there's a little bit of controversy with it being on Netflix. And this movie is from Tollywood. So Tollywood is the um Tulu- is a like Telugu language um film production region. Uh they're they're based in Andhra Pradesh and Telangana. Uh I, I'm going to say a lot of Indian words on this. <laughs> locations and uh languages. And I'm not going to pronounce them all right, so please forgive me. But these are both regions located on the... the uh, Andhra Pradesh is located on the su- southeastern coast of India, while Telangana is in the central, like, southern central region. It's right next to each other. Uh, they both primarily speak Telugu, and that's what this movie was made in. It was made in Telugu and... Um,
1: it's it's not official it's not bollywood as as people know from indian films it's a different region of india which is which is not a common um area to release you know significant worldwide films like this one well not quite i mean
0: bollywood is what americans know yeah bollywood comes from uh bombay but it's now mumbai that's where bollywood started um but Tolugu, uh or Tollywood was actually like the first Hollywood monikered like a uh, region mm. of, pr- of movie production in okay. India. It, it I think it coined the term in like 1932 when the first like Tollywood movie was made when it was called Tollywood for the first time. Um, and there's a ton of these Hollywood monikered nicknamed areas in india there's polywood which is punjabi language cinema uh there's lollywood which is Punjabi uh punjabi films of the pakistani film in- industry in pakistan which is borders india there's um boji which is the uh bojpuri film uh, language films of um a few different regions in india that i'm just gonna skip i'm just gonna brush over those names uh there's Chollywood, which is um <laughs> it's the name given to the uh language, uh movie industry. There's Follywood, Mollywood, Sandalwood, Jollywood, Hollywood. Jeez. There's a lot. So I mean, it's a country of one point four billion people. There's a lot of different movie making regions. And they they like to moniker themselves as for Hollywood, because I mean that's like kind of the global pinnacle of movie making, but in terms of influence hollywood is still reign supreme but all these different regions produce their own um movies in their la- in those languages and because there's so many different lang- like widely used regional languages in india they have all these different places that produce movies in these languages so this is a tollywood production bollywood is probably what you've heard of but there's so much more to
1: indian cinema than just that what what was the big Bollywood movie years back. Um oh Slum Dog Millionaire, right? That was the yeah. quiz show one. <clears throat> so that was I think everyone's at least mass market big introduction to Indian films. Yeah,
0: Slum Dog Millionaire is a big one. Right. Uh
1: Dev starring Dev Patel, which is where
0: yep. his his career kind of took off from there, right?
1: Yep, exactly. exactly. So quick let's as as Gary reminded me, um, to give a bit of a backstory. <laughs> so let me give the quick tagline of this movie. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten up the names of these two people, but uh, Rama and Beam were freedom fighters in India. They, um, uh, it's this is a fictitious version of these two Indian revolutionaries, mm-hmm. and this is about their friendship and their fight against the British in the 1920s. So, just to be clear, the fictitiousness comes from friendship. They never actually
0: met in real life. Right. Exactly. They were two completely separate. Um, Indian revolutionaries and like freedom fighters, and they never really met in real life. So, this is this is kind of like bringing to the screen an imaginative friendship between these two, um, superheroes, as the director, uh, S.S. Mm -hmm. Rajamuli said. Well done. So, that's what this movie is about. It's really about, um, portraying these indian heroes in a like epic glossy um glamorous way how they uh they save the day and how much they how much they love their country and the people and the land that their country is on um that's the basis without getting into too much plot that is the basis of it and it's a rebellion against the british empire it's the British Empire, man, whenever they're in a goddamn movie, they come off wrong. They're just, oh man, this is they're like, so they're such is, garbage. Like Raiders of the Lost people.
1: Ark, Nazi level like slamming that they do. on yeah. the British. Yeah, it is. It is brutal. The they're way they're god awful they people. <laughs> <hammer them. laughs> I mean,
0: not to say they didn't deserve it. I wasn't there, but dude, they they went in on the oh, British, and I yeah. mean, they they probably. There's probably so much that they didn't say just in terms of specifics. But I mean, the stuff they did get into, like in these scenes is really they really portrayed in a empathetic way. And like you it really it's not just brutal violence. It's really like violence against a person that you care about. So it's really uh, it's done
1: quite well. So we're going to talk generalities about this film to start. 15 or so minutes, and then we'll do 10 minutes or so of the spoiler plot points that hit in this movie. This this is a three-hour and seven-minute-long movie. Yes. One of the reasons we're talking about it, as Ben and I talked about um, before we hit record, is um, it may have slipped below people's radar because it really didn't hit theaters, I don't think. It might have gone right to streaming during the pandemic. I think I remember this being a Netflix movie. Yeah. So um, it was sort of it wasn't promoted in a wide way unless you kind of just peruse Netflix all the time. So yeah. it, and, and the three hour and seven minute runtime is a bit of a, it's a turnoff for people who are not yeah, interested a turn- in a three hour epic about Indian with subtitles. Exactly. And some people I know don't like subtitles. And I uh, argue with those well, people uh, yeah. sometimes, we, but um, our
0: conclusions have been drawn on they this are podcast what they are. those people. Right.
1: Exactly. We've talked about that. So, um, my I've now seen this movie three times. Hmm. Um, I watched it once in I just looked back at my letterbox uh, rating here. I did it in June of last year and then told my wife, get ready, we're gonna watch this again because I think it's great. And she loved it too. We watched it a few months later. And then um in preparation for this podcast, I'm like, boy, three plus hours. I got other TV I gotta watch and other movies I wanna see. So I- I'm gonna like hit play and like take some notes and then click ahead, click ahead, click ahead. But God damn it. If I didn't watch this whole thing all the way through again, because you do not want to skip through anything. It is the, I mean, I'm going to, I wrote down the different genres that this movie covers. I wrote musical mm-hmm. action, yep. historical fiction, true romance, mm-hmm. bromance, definitely superhero uh-huh. rescue film, heist and supernatural. What's the heist? Uh, we'll talk. That's kind of that. like a rescue film. We'll talk about that in some spoiler stuff. Heist and rescue film, we can, I think, we okay, together. Fair enough. You got me there, but, but you got like seven. It covers all of them, and when you hear that, you're like, that's a lot, but then three hours is also a lot. And there's, re- and getting back, I didn't want to skip ahead because you're like, oh, I know what they're setting up here. That scene is awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that one. Then they give you a little bit of a pause, and then they build to the next crazy scene and some of them involve animals by the way all cgi animals but amazing cgi work in this film um it's pretty good you can tell let's let's be clear you can really tell you can but that's because
0: the animals are so like involved as if they were a manipulatable person like an actor as if they were an actor but they're really a cg so it's they're right up front they're not hiding anything
1: there's enough that is sort of over the top absurd about this movie that that doesn't stop you. The fact that the animals look a little fake does not stop you from enjoying. So I'd like, I'd really like to talk
0: about this because the general vibe of this movie really needs to be understood for you to buy into it. Go. So I remember the first time watching this movie, you had recommended it to me and I finally got around to it and I started watching it and I was like, Oh my God, what is happening? Like, Okay, we know that I I like very well made movies and I I admire the ones that are are really nuanced and the filmmaking is at the forefront. We know this. So when I first saw this and I was like, oh, why do I why am I seeing this like ridiculous like caricature, Mm -hmm. like this exaggeration of a human being? Why am I seeing it like this? I was really put off by it and it took me a while to finish it. I, I, I stopped in the middle of it. I went back to it. I finished it and I was like, okay. And the reason, I think the reason I did finish it was because when I stopped it, I thought about it and I, and it was, I just accepted that that was the reality of this movie. So the reality of this movie is these two men who are the leading roles, um, played by actors that we'll discuss later because they're, it's a very big deal who these guys are but these two characters are superheroes and, and it's like, and they're not treated as human beings. They're not supposed to be, they're not supposed to rely or uh, be held back by human physics. They're not held back by like um, any human hindrances. They're literally, they're literally superheroes. So the logic of this movie is just it steps outside of reality and you can see it. But when you accept that, and in Eric's review in Letterboxd, he said, suspend a lot of disbelief. That's really all you need to do. So Mm -hmm. on the second time around watching this, my disbelief was already suspended. I knew the outcome. I knew all the fun scenes. And I I got to admire them in a way that I didn't the first time around, because I was expecting something very, very different. To me, it's like, the Indian revolution against Britain is a very serious topic. And so I would expect there to be as much realism as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: this is not that there is not very much realism in this movie that doesn't take away from it. It just makes it different and a lot different than my perspective that, or impression going in.
1: That's really fair. I, I I can tell you to our viewers, also our listeners here that, that will view this movie, I hope that very early in the film, is you are tested on that you are can you suspend your disbelief can you buy you know scene one two one and two because if you can't and you're like rolling your eyes like fuck it give up because it's going to be three more hours of that yeah. so so you're tested on that and if you can get past it then i think you'll really enjoy it yeah and one, other, one other caveat about this movie i want to put in here is that it is brutally violent there are mm-hmm. clubbings, there are, there's whipping, there's barbed whips that are in this film where yeah. like, holy shit, that's gotten really, really heavy. Um, and if that's not your thing, then like, like there's one scene, and I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's p- some pretty helpless people that are, that, oh, are be- yeah. that are beaten. And when they started the beating, I'm like, this is gonna be one of those things where they cut away right as the guy's raising his weapon and he starts beating, oh no. No, no, no. They follow through on that, and you are sitting through it. So um, there's probably a half a dozen of those in this movie. Yeah, um, you can quickly turn away for 15 seconds and probably go through it, but just beware.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of violence. There is, yeah. There's also like gun violence, um, for sure, against helpless, like people yes. and helpless yes. villagers, helpless city goers. You know, it's not. It's it is not it doesn't glamorize the violence and the violence definitely feels real. There's no like, well, there's some crazy revolution violence, like where the people revolting kind of use violence in a way that's a little bit outside of logic. Mm -hmm. But um, the way the British use violence against the, against the Indian population, it's very real. And it doesn't, it doesn't really stray into fantasy. And it really is like, Oh, you feel that. Yep. And it's, you're put into that perspective let me, so. let me
1: put a bow on my feelings about the movie then we'll go to yours on the review mm-hmm. side uh, Is I love this movie I gave it four and a half stars when I first saw it I loved it the second time I really loved it the third time when I started to dig into like some of the sweeping shots and drone footage and special effects that are played really oh, well tons of special effects and really and done practicals. well. Again, because you can, you, if you bought into, you know, the fake animals and some of the drone shots where they must be putting in a lot of a lot more crowd than physically existed in, in the real shot, um, you just you're blown away by how well it's done. And and like I said, it goes from like action scene to to dialogue to action scene to dialogue, and it does it so well. That three hours really does it does not feel like a three hour movie, and I love this movie.
0: Yeah, so the first time I saw it, I gave it a three and a half star review. I was not that into it because well, I mean, my expectations going in were a lot different than what i what I ended up seeing. I wasn't mad at it by the end of it, but I did feel a little bit let down. Um, but watching it the second time and going in with the right idea of what this movie would be, I really came to appreciate it. I just updated my uh, Letterboxd review to four stars. There you go. I think it's not a three and a half star movie. It is a four star movie. Um, It is great action. It has great emotion too, which I mean, you could have a three hour action movie and if you pace it right, it works. But this is also a three hour emotional journey um, in India's revolutionary time. So Yes, this movie is very good. I've grown to appreciate it for what it is and not for what I thought it could or should be. So, yeah, go good. watch this movie. It's yeah. right on Netflix.
1: It is on Netflix. I don't know. I assume it'll be there for a long, long time. Sometimes they'll pull stuff like this if yeah. they want to try it again in theaters or something like that. I think I read that that they're actually showing the, the IMAX version on Netflix for what that's worth. Uh, in terms of aspect ratio and whatnot, but huh. regardless, that would be cool. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, this movie in IMAX would be amazing. Um, but love this movie. Uh, I think we should probably transition into a couple of plot points that I'd well, like to talk I. would Well, I'd
0: like to talk about the actors first before yeah, that, go. so we can really, so I can really m- kind of make the a viewer who is like, I don't know why this is such a big deal. Like it does seem, just seems like another like i get it indian revolution is a big deal in india but i don't really care that much go ahead show well, your
1: you did research go ahead and i, I did
0: i did a little bit of research <laughs> on the three um uh, big promoters of this movie and the three biggest names attached to this movie so Ram Charan, Ram Charan, i'm pronouncing it wrong he he is the actor who plays uh rama um i'm not gonna that's that's his character uh and he's been on the Forbes Top 100 Celebrities in India since 2013. So this guy is a big deal. He is a big movie star. He's, I mean, people know him across a, a giant country, a, a country with a huge population. And he's one of the top 100 known people in this country of 1.4 billion. So it's, this guy is a big deal. He gets movies made. He's Very, he's a megastar, you know, Mm -hmm. a decade defining actor. Um, this is a name I'm gonna have trouble with. Uh, but before you get
1: off that, before you stop, that that dude that's a handsome man, too.
0: Very, very handsome. We talk about Idris Elba, but you know,
1: Idris Elba, handsome, you think?
0: Oh, yeah, big time. (laughs) All right, next guy. Um, Nanda Muri Taraka Rama Rao Jr., also known as Junior NTR for his initials or Tarak is one of the highest grossing uh telugu actors hmm. he's won awards oh by the way ram Chiran won a lot of awards um uh we'll call him junior ntr i like that that's as about as american as i can make his name um he's won two filmfare awards which are kind of like the hindi oscars i looked those up i think they have kind of that kind of sway uh, he's won a couple Nandi awards which have their own set of controversies and haven't really been awarded in recent times because of like their favoritism but anyways he's also won some four uh, four different cinema awards cinema spelled c-i-n-e-m-a-a because that's like the ma people well I think there's a ma language that people that like has an award ceremony so He's an award-winning actor. He's one of the biggest Telugu actors. And this is, like, his r- really, like, career-defining movie, I think. But also, he is, like, really ready for, like, the big stage. And the director, S.S. Rajamuli, he's the highest-grossing director in India. Mm. He's also the highest-paid, which I get is kind of hard to verify. Like, you don't – don't, I'm not reading contracts. I just read that he was very highly paid, which makes sense. He's the highest-grossing director in India. So – RRR has a few different meanings too. As you can see, there's R's in the names of all three of the biggest stars of this movie Ram Charan, Rajamuli, and Rama Rao Jr. So uh, that's kind of like those three teaming up to make like the biggest Indian movie of 2022. I mean, this is really like, this is as if uh, a Spielberg or a Cameron, like two highly grossing great directors, Directed someone like um, Redford or Newman in Bush Cassidy, like that kind of level of stardom and handsomeness and actor, acting ability and star power, or in today's terms like a uh, Chalamet, and a Michael B. Jordan, but doing a story about like American independence,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it is. It is this movie. If it what if it was in America, would be like something like The Patriot. Like it is a story of american independence it would there would be key roles would be like George Washington or Benjamin Franklin like the names that we all have heard of in history books um being portrayed by a list mega stars who do huge budget films on an even bigger budget epic like this is a this is a culmination or a a like Collaboration from three of like the biggest names in Indian uh, cinema, and it's just really like a huge deal. And it's not that's not really how I saw it at first. I was just like, oh, cool, like this is pretty good, but it's really a, a pretty big deal. Um, that's all I wanted to say, and just to like kind of put it in American terms, we actually do, Eric, by the way, we have two percent of our listeners are from India. Wow, we just found that, yeah, we found that out, uh, I think, a couple of days ago.
1: Is that like one person because it's because that's no, 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 I
0: think it, I think it's five.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. I don't, I off. don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know quite the, how the percentages work, but I think it's around five. Uh, five I, listens. I think I can keep this spoiler free because we're so close to, I think, wrapping up on this movie because um, thank you for that research, by the way. I think that's good stuff. I didn't know. I know that the, the, the title um, translates to can be rage, war, blood. It also in in more commonly rise, roar, revolt, to keep it in the English for the three R's. Yeah. Uh, that was to satisfy American audiences, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But then I also did obviously read about the, the fact that these three actors are known by their R names and then yeah. or the director and the two actors. So yeah. that makes sense. It, and I heard that it was like it was a working title, R R R, and then they're just like, fuck it, let's just leave it, leave it as R R. Mm-hmm. Um So I I am going to keep this pretty spoiler free, uh, but there's a point two hours, almost two hours into the movie where you're like, really, where's this going? How, you know, what it talked about They're they kind of, they kind of touched on the main um, Raju's uh, motivations here, but they go backstory hard on him and Mm -hmm. they they dig into why he's doing what he's doing and what happened when he was a child and it's such an amazing scene where it's not like a filler it's not like oh we got to give the audience a little bit of a taste about why this where he came from and why he why he's doing what he's doing and it is not like a required viewing it's like you know i really have to go get up and pee but uh, this is a good time to do it, you would think. But no, it's it's such a great vignette into this guy's uh, world and why he is what he is. And frankly, made me believe this would make a good TV show. Like there were so many parts of this movie that w- that stood alone and were great action and dialogue pieces all on their own that mm-hmm. I think it really would have made a great like eight or ten episode TV show because that one piece by itself that one little vignette about his past Reju's past was so solid and so great as a standalone segment that um, it would have played well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The performances and filmmaking of this really, really done well. Um, yeah. Good. Any interlude, any um, backstory, any action set piece, uh, tons of practical effects on, In in this in these set pieces, a lot of people swinging from uh, from rigs, uh, like they have harnesses and they're jumping and they jump like thirty feet in the air. It's fun. It's really Mm -hmm. it's a really just a it's a fun movie in the action sequences. It's a serious movie in the emotional and violent pieces. It's well made. You feel a a ton of empathy and you're really rooting for our main characters. You want, I mean, we know what happens: India revolts and wins over the British. But this is like a a, a story of just rebellion against a opp- a tyrannical oppressor.
1: So, um, And one more yeah, point, go, there, there's watch there's, da- there's like a dance off at a party that you're oh, like, oh yeah, that's so. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be trite and like you know, okay, everyone's going to show off some dance moves. That's cute. Give me some. Give me some cool Indian beat, but it's captivating. I mean, the dancing is so well done. And these these actors are amazing. They're not just in it for, you know, what they're good at in terms of being actors, but they've got moves as well. And it's just, you know, the musical numbers are just fantastic and it's really catchy music. Yeah, like
0: singing in the rain-esque level of like Mm -hmm. musical ability and music captivating and holding a scene and really great choreography and I mean, also the end at the, the very, very end, like the almost the end credits, but it's just it's it's a really prideful thing for I think most of these people to make is um, like like the end sequence is kind of like the end in singing in the rain. It's it's like on the it's like clearly set on a stage, any real like it's not a movie anymore. We're doing a music video
1: mm-hmm. about
0: like a, a little bit about how proud we feel about our history of rebellion against this oppressor and how we can come together as people to free ourselves. And so it's really, it's a, it's just really good. (laughs) Go see it. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, It's hard to, I think it's kind of like a golden age era Hollywood movie right? where people are just really excited to make a movie. And it's not about like gritty realism where I'm going to punish the audience for watching this. It's like, no, we want you to watch this. We want you to feel a lot of different things, but we really want you to watch this. So go
1: watch it. I'm glad you're on board. Nope. Thank you.
0: All right. That was RRR. Up next is Reservation Dogs. And we're back with Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs is a three-season show on FX. You can stream it now. Um, I have seen the first three episodes. The first season is, I think, eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Mm
1: -hmm. Correct.
0: And I've seen three of them. I usually would see two, but you know what, Eric? I wanted to watch the third. Oh, good. I really liked it. Um, Oh, good. The first episode, it really drew me in. I was, um, well, let's, let's, sorry, let's talk about what this is. Reservation Dogs is a show about a group of, from my perspective, and you can correct me because you've seen the whole show. It's a group about, it's a, it's a show about a group of kids, teenagers in on a reservation. Um, they're Native Americans. Uh, they're living today in today's world. So, there's a lot of qu- uh, identity questioning, you know, there's a lot of like spiritual traditions that people try to hold on to. And then a lot of just dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like we're in the 21st century. There's no- we're not there. There is no spirit. Like there's a lot of um, depression, a- a- anxiety as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a kind of, it's just kind of a tale about, well, okay. In the first three episodes, there's a few different um, it's just about kids. it's about these kids on the reservation. Eric, you tell you yeah, say so it's so really about
1: Teenagers, no spoiler here that in the first episode, there's four of these teenagers in Eastern Oklahoma. They're talking about trying to get out of their situation because they see the elders in the reservation that are like, you know they're into drugs, they're, 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 they're poor, they, they're, they don't really get to live life and they're restricted and they're like, we got to get out of this place. So there's a, that kind of motivation that goes through the entire series, all three seasons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, there is a death of one of them uh, from that's in the past. So there was five, there's now four, and they're mourning the, uh, the death of their friend Daniel who passed before the show even started.
0: I think it's about a year before the first episode. Yeah,
1: yeah. we get them at the one-year point um, in, in episode one. Uh, the seasons there's three, as you said, eight episodes ten and ten. the third episode the third season that we're in right now, only five episodes, uh, oh, sorry six as of this morning have come out. So there's still four or five episodes that have not been released yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's finishing up and this will be the last season, unfortunately, oh. and it is still going strong, I can tell you. Um, so uh, these actors are phenomenal. yeah, uh, I a love couple that. of them had, Almost zero work as actors. Um, the casting crew went out to the reservations to get kids for these roles. Oh, wow. Two of them, two of them were actors and had some past work. Um, one specifically, his character's name is Cheese, had zero acting work. I fucking love Cheese. Cheese is amazing. He's. I, I wrote down.
0: Uh, front runner for my favorite character by a long shot.
1: His first, you watched his first acting performance in episode one. So it's tremendous, and he gets a lot more work as the series goes on. And oh, I, like in other uh, yeah, in other places, yeah. there's oh, cheese great. only episodes that you're going to come into. Oh, really? Is, yes, let's fucking go. Just cheese, let's say. Um, so it, it's it's. It's such a great show. I love the show so much. Um, it's a little bit all over the map in terms of what they focus on. They'll get very spiritual. It is almost always funny, but it sometimes will dig into some really serious matters and you, uh, you will cry for sure. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. Turn this off now and go listen to a different podcast, but (laughs) it is really heartfelt. And, um, it's enough supernatural based on sort of native American culture that it is not distracting. It feels right. Um, And they, you even saw that, like I think in episode one that I rewatched yesterday. Yeah.
0: yeah, It was really cool how they did some of the spiritual stuff where bear, who is the main character played by uh, Defero Woon Atai. I think that's how you pronounce it. He kind of, I think he gets, he just goes unconscious and goes into the spirit world and kind of like sees uh sees one of his ancestors who fought in the battle of little bighorn. But the guy's like uh
1: William, he, he's a funny like he's a funny character. William Knifeman is his is his name is his name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He he did pass at the Battle of Little Bighorn and we do get a we get a visit from him. Yeah. and he does appear throughout the next couple seasons as well. He and, was in the second episode and I think the third. And so he is he is on a horse. He is not in great shape. You think Mm -hmm. a warrior Indian, right, from the past. It's like, here's this guy. He's going to be a specimen. But no, he's not in great shape. Yeah, And that's on purpose. And he is so goddamn funny. And he's like, he's your exposition, right? He's giving you a little bit of backstory and why he's there and why he's there to talk to this particular character in a bit of a different plane. And there's no better way to do exposition than this guy. Because he's like the... Let's go back to the, the creators of the show, because there's a reason William Man is, is who he is. <laughs> Sterling Harjo, Native American creator of this series. Taika Ytt of Jojo Rabbit fame is is also a creator and a writer on the show. They co-created the show. Uh, Taika is obviously in Jojo Rabbit famously played Adolf Hitler when yeah. he couldn't find anyone else to play Adolf Hitler for that film. He said, fuck it. I'll do it myself. And he is that same. He's like the William Knife Man of <laughs> of Jojo Rabbit, where he's being Hitler. He's getting into the boy's head, and he's doing his Hitler shtick. That is, you know, in the in the movie, obviously very well done. And William Knife Man plays that role in Res- Reservation Dogs to a great extent. And you could see Taika's contribution in that in that character. So. Um, so well done. Giving you exposition, but at the same time, just entertaining the hell out of you. And I, I can't say enough good things about this whole series. And, and these two things we're talking about today, RRR and Reservation Dogs, I nominated because they probably got past you, and you should be watching these two things. Yes, you, we, yes I agree with both of those things.
0: You should definitely be watching Reservation Dogs, and you should watch RRR. The research I did is less about the show's creation and less about the show's message because I haven't really explored that as only seeing three out of 22 possible episodes. So, or, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah, 22
1: or 24? I think 24
0: Uh, possible episodes. It'll be 28
1: when it's done. I think 24 have been released. So... uh, The the research I've done is it's kind of
0: farcical. There's a few different things I I want to say. Cheese is my favorite character by far. The in the second episode he has a he he speaks to this he has this grandmother speak to him, not related, just just random. And the way he receives the message and acts like such a human being, it's oh my god! It's such a that is such a heartwarming but also really funny situation that cheese just puts himself in and just lives in um here's another thing i did some research on the actors that i've seen you know uh okay i gotta read you the character names because you might not recognize the actor names mose and uh miko
1: Mm -hmm. the twins yeah
0: yeah do you know who they are the actors i don't know it's little mike and funny bone the first time i ever saw little mike and funny bone it was a YouTube clip of their America's Got Talent, or, um, where they rap, uh, and they rap their song called "Do the M- Do the Rain Dance," and, and Nick Cannon's on. Howie Mandel, um, uh, what's her name from the Spice Girls? Uh, wh- who is that?
1: I can't help you there. Mel, dude.
0: Mel from the Spice Girls. Okay. Um, the Howard Stern looking guy—is that Howard Stern? That is Howard Stern, right? I
1: yeah, it's Howard Stern. Know, man. I,
0: I think it's Howard Stern. I don't know. A- anyways, they do this. They do this. Started do the rain dance. Do the rain dance. Kind of like mm. like club music. And the audience fucking loves it. They're hilarious. Um, and that was the first and only time I had ever seen these guys. So when they pull up on bikes in the first episode and they're like, yo, what's up? It's it is shocking to see these guys hmm. having seen them once in my life they're, and their image is etched in my mind.
1: They're they're very short. They may be like officially little people, but I think so, yeah. They they are there for comic relief. They give a, they do give some exposition. They're so they, funny though. They end up giving the the, the, the get our little gang of four the name of reservation dogs. During, yeah they do, during yeah. episode one. Um, the other so there's Bear, who's who's the young kid who's uh-huh. kind of bit of the, the focal point of the first, first episode. You've yeah, got Cheese, it- who we talked about, yeah. uh, played by Lane Factor. Um, a, a woman named Elora, uh, allora, played by Devery Jacobs. And then Willie Jack, who is neck and neck with Cheese, for my favorite, played by Paulina Alexis, who yeah. is Another who does have some spotlight moments in, this, in the next couple seasons yeah. that are amazing, just amazing.
0: Yeah, she's incredible.
1: Yep. so um,
0: just amazing so character. those are our four lead ish roles yeah. right and they, they they nail it they do a great job either with their funny deliveries or really emotional like um just kids living in this in a bad situation
1: mm-hmm.
0: but another another character actor that I want to focus on is Bobby Lee do you know who Bobby Lee is Eric uh
1: I'm looking for Bobby Lee
0: no I don't know Bobby Lee <laughs> okay Bobby Lee is an all-time great comedian another you know who you know who Bobby Lee has a podcast with Dave's Andrew Santino they have a they have a podcast called Bad Friends Uh, it's probably one of the most popular podcasts out there
1: you talked about this in a previous episode I did
0: yeah I've mentioned Bobby Lee before and I knew he was in this show I knew he had mentioned it once I had heard him talk about it on his podcast how he was like he, he just mentioned it offhand that he was doing reservation dogs. So Bobby Lee plays a doctor in the second episode. Um, and the first interaction you get with him is, is fucking hilarious. He shows up um, and a patient of his, I won't name who a patient of his just goes, so where are you from? Are you from China? And Bobby Lee, who has been asked this by every comedian possible like, they don't ask where he's from. They try to make fun of him. Bobby Lee is from San Diego, the actor. He's from San Diego. He's Korean. Um, but he was born here. It's, it's, it's over and done with. But every comedian likes to fuck with him and go like, so where? So what was it like in North Korea? Or like, <laughs> like, what Chinese traditions do you like follow? So they just fuck with him. And on this and he gets asked, where are you from? Are you from China? And he goes, and then he does his bit where he goes like, what are you talking about? I'm from San Diego, man. I was born here. And I mean, obviously that doesn't do it justice, but he, the faces he makes, the energy he brings. I mean, I started, I ended up in my notes talking about how great of a comedian he is. Mm -hmm. Where I was, I compared him to Brody Stevens. And if you know, any, I don't know much, too much about Brody Stevens. I just know the amount of respect Brody Stevens has in the comedy community and how funny he is on stage and i mean just really like this guy is so fucking funny and i i love that he's in a show like this where he gets to like play kind of like a a down on his luck doctor who's like in a who's on an indian reservation and also wants to get out like this is not where he imagined his life going and it's just another great cameo that i wanted to point out not quite cameo but character actor role
1: good great so you watched three. Um, you're going to keep going? Yes, I'm going to keep
0: going. This is a great TV show. I'm glad you got me hooked on this area. Yeah,
1: good. You can't, you will not go wrong. Um, it is, it, there are some some episodes where you're like, you know, as with any show, this took a step back. They needed to give us that backstory. I get it. Um, but I, maybe two out of the 25 I've seen or so that are like that. The rest are just, just right on. Just so funny, and they take chances too. They they will give you some spiritual stuff, and they'll they'll trust that you that you know they've earned the right to do that, and they're right, they're correct. And uh, man, this hits you right in the feels. This show for sure. Love yeah. It. Right now, I've only
0: gotten to the funny bits, but yeah, I'm excited for them to really get emotional.
1: Yeah, it's really good. And uh, shout out to Willie Jack. I, I want to hear how you feel about her as we go through this because um, she's yeah, she's, she's really great good. so far. She really has only had
0: a few lines where yeah. it's like um, she doesn't get to do much delivery, but her delivery is spot on. Like, yeah.
1: in episode one, they're really, you're drinking from the fire hose. You're getting a lot of information and you, you're meeting a lot of people. And uh, I recommend subtitles because um, there's some, there's some language they use like Skoden Skoden mm-hmm. Like me is like, they're short for let's go then. You know, Um, so there's a lot of lot of slang that they use that is like reservation talk um, that you got to put on some subtitles if you want to keep up. Yeah,
0: you you sounded really old and white when you said Skoden. Really, I don't usually sound old and white, but I did there. (laughs) Shockingly, I know it it took us all by surprise. We were under the impression you were 21 years old.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: All right, Skoden, Eric. (laughs) Skoden. I think that wraps up our talk about
1: reservation dogs. What do you think? Uh it does. It does. And if oh. you, if you again, if you listen to this podcast and you don't at least try a couple episodes, what are you doing here? <laughs> really? What are you doing? I I mean, I I mean, you you can't. It can't be the sound of my voice that you come for. It can't be for Ben's <laughs> shitty golf stories. Nope. Sorry, Ben's great stories about shitty golf. Let me put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tell a single fucking. I put that story. out of order. I put that out of order. Um, so yeah, if you're not, you know, if you're not here for recommendations on some like 25 minute episodes of great TV, then, uh, you know, go somewhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine someone tuning in and then going, you know what, I really don't care about what they have to say, and then coming back, <laughs> coming back for the next episode. So if you do to hear what we have to say, go listen. So I, think, this is,
1: I trust our audience is really taking our comments to heart i hope so um and this is as ben said on fx it is on hulu the, the entire thing is on hulu so you can catch it on your cable oh, station stream it on fx hulu. right it it's streaming on. it hits hulu like the evening after it airs kind of thing so um props yeah. to fx
0: though really fucking driving the whole oh yeah um experimental funny tv shows i mean I wish we would review Atlanta, but that's kind of like old news-ish now. We're trying to like stay, oh, stay real current, really current. Although it would, be fun. Is, is it would be fun, is
1: Justified. Justified. Years of – seasons of – four or five seasons of Justified with Timothy Oliphant um, playing a U.S. Marshal. And then they brought it back for a sort of standalone series that just ended today, which is called Justified City Primeval, where – Raylan Givens, his character, is, is transported to a different case in uh, Detroit. And just fantastic series, all FX-driven. They really are doing a great job. Yeah. Dave, Reservation Dogs.
0: Um, you just named, like, four things I had never heard of. So if mm-hmm. you've heard of
1: uh, Justified, yeah, listen to Eric. Timothy Olyphant, quick shout-out to him. Underrated yeah, shout-out, Underrated. Timothy. Underrated, Justified, Seasons of, of Justified. And uh, a three seasons, I think he did with Drew Barrymore on uh, Santa Clarita Diet. And if I give you the tagline of what that's about, you won't watch it. Just trust me, it's amazing. And it was canceled way too soon. And those two, two of my favorite actors in TV, are in that series. And with the Oliphant's one of your favorite actors? He is. He is one of my favorite actors. He's in an episode of Curb. He is. The, that's yeah. right, we pretty in the funny, hotel. The yeah, hotel yeah, yeah. yes, I remember that very funny, yeah, he's getting Rich. married, and he's and and no one lets
0: Larry borrow a toothbrush, <laughs>
1: Larry wants to borrow a toothbrush from, yeah, very he's, well. he's got a
0: forty year, he's got like a he's got like a, a fifty year streak of brushing
1: his teeth. he's not gonna lose it <laughs> well, you know you you know from that episode, Timothy's sort of you know comedy chops, i mean he's he's, he's very got, funny, he so well, so anyway, get the fuck out of here, Larry. <laughs> That's very good. That it's uncanny. <laughs> I thought I was watching Elephant right there. Um, so anyway, no, I, that's it, that, that was effects, um, shout yeah, outs. Elephant was... shout outs. All that. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Uh, that's I think it. we're wrapping up. On I think we're good. Jokes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, unless we absolutely shit on a movie or a TV show, we usually recommend it. Um, Eric has great lists for me to pick from to watch for TV. Uh, we both agree to watch movies that. Um, we've either seen before and really want to express how we feel about them or haven't seen but have heard great stuff and really want to get in on the action of reviewing so if you see a movie and you're looking for something to watch trust us please do alright um, Eric always a pleasure talking with you this is a great podcast
1: great um, chat Ben
0: yeah we'll see you next time When I'm in Boston, Massachusetts.
1: Have a great trip.
0: Will do. All right, man. All right. Take care.